want to welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where I bring on business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. Uh, my name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram, Ask Adam Torres, to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, all that good stuff. Um, always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. Uh, all right, so excited to have Walter Crosby on the line today. He is the CEO over at Sales QB Detroit. Uh, Walter, welcome to the show. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate it. So um, I, I'm excited to get into, you know, and talk about sales, what Sales QB is doing. I mean, a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs listen to uh, listen to my podcast, so I'm sure they're going to be excited to hear some tips you have for them there also. Um, but before we do that, let's just start with your background. How did you get started as an entrepreneur? Oh, if we go back far enough, uh, I I started my first entrepreneurial gig was, uh, you know, the traditional newspaper boy when those were delivered to houses. Um, but I, I kind of had a, a, an itch that, you know, working for myself and engaging with people on an individual level and providing them a service. This was back when uh, you had to put the newspaper in a very specific spot on somebody's houses. And if they didn't do that, there was a there was a, a chain of events that happened that were a problem. But I got creating tips, which was like commissions. And the the better service that you provide, and the better understanding that I had of my customers, um, you know, the the greater value that I created, the more money I made. And somehow that clicked with me. Um, and over my career, I mean, I went directly into sales out of college. And that was that's always been the element of that you know that drives me is is providing value um, and solving problems. That's sort of the essence of uh, um, you know if you're going to create an organization, you're going to create a company, or you're going to go out and start a career in sales. I think it's that that piece is is really important. It's not you know you're not selling the widget. You're, you're not really selling the service. You're selling a, a solution to somebody's problem. And if you don't engage with um, with your customer or your prospects from that perspective, you're 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 going to have a hard time getting traction. I, I feel like my generation was robbed because we didn't get to start paper routes. I'm upset about that. <laughs> Actually, I'm like Warren Buffett, like all these other people in their paper routes, and that's one commonality that my entire generation, what's going to be the story for the next generation is going to be like, well, I started like many many people did. I had a marketing company. Like that's going to be the whole story. I start, I had a social media agency <laughs> out of college. I mean, that's that's going to be our literal paper route. I I think you're I think you're right. That's the even the lemonade stand kind of went away, right? So, um, but being that went away but, before you know, your generation, so you didn't even get to do that one. <laughs> no, and you definitely can't do that today. Oh no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Nobody stopping for that. Um, so let's see. So you went directly into sales, Walter. And you know, there's a lot of people um, listening to this that are starting their career, and or maybe they're a couple years into their career. And they may have a little bit of fear about just even that word, how, why it still has a negative, um, you know, stigma um, to some, um, to others like yourself and me. I mean, that's second, that's like, that's how we, we, we see the world in terms of sales, in my opinion. Um, that being said, what kind of advice would you give that new sales professional that's going out there into the world? 
That's a good question. I, I think there's a couple of things. It, it, if you if you're going out to, to to do this and it's about making the money and not about helping somebody, uh, you're you, you have the wrong mindset um, because that that starts to drive people and they start to do things in a way and they sound different. Um, so you know having the right mindset around this. You know you're if you're doing a sales uh, job, if, if sales is your career, your mindset should be about helping. I mean, it's not a, a new concept. That was what Zig Ziglar used to say, that, uh, you know, if you help enough people, you get everything you want. Um, so if you have that mindset, I think that's really important. Um, the, the other thing is that you really need to invest in yourself. Um, and that, that starts off as simply as, um, reading a book that's, that somebody writes in, on, on the topic. There are tons and tons of books around sales and marketing, and um, there's good ones, there's bad ones, and you know, I don't know that it matters. If, if, you're, if you're trying to learn and get better, um, that, that's going to help you. You need that mindset of learning, um, so, but to get some help in that regard professionally. And I I think it's a um, that you're going to have to hustle. You have to work. Um, it's 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 a most salespeople, frankly, I mean we have statistics on this that most salespeople aren't very good. Um, it's a very uh, low bar to get into sales, and you know they're missing that that uh, the idea that you know we're we're there to help and that you know we're, we're, we don't want to sound like that proverbial used car salesman and that's that's what people think about when when you bring up that idea you know the, the guy's going to try to sell me something and you know what i teach folks and what i talk about is you know you're you're trying to solve a problem and if you're coming from that perspective um you know the the, the transaction will take care of itself so educate yourself um you know have the right mindset and believe in what you're selling Right. If you don't believe in it, you don't have. I mean, every day is not going to be perfect. You have to, um, you have to get past everything being perfect all the time. But if if you if you believe in what you're doing, the passion will show up, and it's you know there's a level of sincerity that's important. No, I love that, and I think that at times is what um, can can get somebody off off track with uh, sales in general is sometimes, you know, you may have that first job where you're selling something and somebody teaches you something and, and you're selling something maybe you didn't even know you didn't believe in and you get further down the way and it's like, eh, I don't actually want to be selling this. <laughs> and so now you're thinking to yourself that the whole idea of selling is a bad thing and it's like, it's just it's just not. I was very fortunate in one of my my first sales positions out of college to work for Quicken Loans and Dan Gilbert and his organization. And I mean, the heart behind what they do in terms of mortgages and what they're accomplishing, I mean, it shows and the type of people they attract. So I was very fortunate for some others who maybe aren't going to even a like organization, but maybe without the same type of leadership, they may have a completely different um, experience that then takes them on a whole other path. 
So my, my thought process and advice to anybody listening to this that's getting into sales is to make sure that you're, uh, you know, you give it a, a solid shot and, uh, and to understand that you may have to work for more than one company before you find your niche or your product or what works for you. But don't think that the sale, that the idea of sales is a one size fits all. It's definitely going to exactly. vary per organization and per product and per also your stage in life, um, depending on what, what, where you're at. It, it it has to be uh it has to be something you're you're passionate about and there's a and a level of um that will come through you know mm-hmm. in, with your sincerity and, you know and a company you know to to pick up on what you said about Quicken Loans you know I'm in the Detroit area and Dan Gilbert's what you felt about that company and, and how they treated you and you know the training that you were provided. I mean that that's who he is, and he's that's all kind of filtering around everything else he's doing in in our city. Mm-hmm. So that's that's another piece that's important for somebody. You know, look at the company. Um, you know, how do they operate? You know, are they are they saying one thing? You know, in terms of their mission and and in really um, doing something else, there has to be congruency there. I love it. Um, let's let's change it up a bit, Walter. I want to get into um, into what you're doing over at uh, Sales QB Detroit. Uh, so, what what kind of clients do you help, and what do you help them with? Um, I work with you know CEOs and business owners that are in the B2B space, um, mid market, and I define mid market as the 10 million to 100 million revenue wise, um, and you know, some of them have a, a widget, you know, a product that they sell. Um, some of them have a, a more complex uh, service or software that they sell. Um, but they're they're of that size where they might they might have five salespeople, they might have a hundred, but they're they're encountering a problem. You know, maybe they're frustrated with uh, accountability that their sales sales organization lacks accountability. They're they might be concerned about Margins that there's a there's a reason why the the, the the salespeople are selling on price rather than on value, and they're they're just concerned. They know they got a, a great product, but they're they're not able to grab market share. Um, so we're able to 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 talk with them, understand you know what their real concerns are, and what we're what we do is help solve the core problem that that's. In, um, that's within the sales organization. You know, we're not treating the symptoms and help that CEO get the information that they need so that they can make solid decisions based on facts and, and reality. Um, and we can we provide them with findings about you know what, what's actually going on. And then I think one of the differences is rather than say, here's a report. Here's what you're doing well. Here's what you're doing sort of middle of the road. And here's what you really need to fix. We we provide that information and we'll roll up our sleeves and jump in and start working with the sales organization to make sure that their vision and their objectives are met. So it's sort of work side by side with them and help them get on the right track and create a world-class sales team. Can you give me an example of, and, and of course you don't have to give me the name of the company, but can you give me an example of, um, you know, of a situation where you went into an organization and helped solve a problem and that led to some um, some positive returns to them? 
Yeah, there's a, a smaller organization. Um, they had six salespeople, and company was 40 years old, um, second generation, and they were they were struggling. Um, the, they had people, the sales staff had been there for 10 years. Um, some of them had been there over 15. But the the sales culture was, there, there wasn't a sales culture, let's put it that way. There mm-hmm. was almost no accountability anywhere within the organization. So, you know, there's a, a metaphor I use, sometimes it's harder to get business out the back door of the building than it is to bring it to the front door and bring it in. Mm-hmm. So, so the, there was frustration on the on the front end because things weren't getting done on time, and there was frustration on the on the from the operations side because the salespeople weren't providing the information that that was necessary for operations to do their job. So, you know, coming in looking at this from a third party and having, you know, over 30 years of experience, you know, you can see, you can feel it, right? There's a tension between the two groups. And it's about, you know, bringing that leadership to the table and say, here's what's happening. Here's here's three or four ideas of how we can address this. We bring the parties together and they start working to solve problems rather than point fingers. So we put some systems in place. We make sure my goal in, in a situation like that is to make the sales organization, the sales team, per, to perform as efficiently as possible. We'll never get to perfection, but we mm-hmm. should always be striving to get better. And you know, once once they're striving to work with the operations and solve problems, everybody seems to pull together, and you know, you have that that culture because everyone's held accountable. It's not about Accountability can be done positively, and you tie it to, you know, you tie it to their personal goals, and you get everybody to buy in that that personal goal ties back to the company's goals, and we we make it we make it work. It doesn't happen in a moment, right? It it, it takes a little bit of time and effort. The most important thing for that to be effective is that that CEO or that business owner has a desire and a commitment to to do what it takes to to affect the change, right? Nobody, I had this conversation with a salesperson today that, you know, I don't like change. Like, okay, (laughs) you changed your shirt from what you had on yesterday. Yeah, okay, so you're okay with change. Now we just have to get to the level of where you're uncomfortable. And, you know, that's what has to happen. They have to get comfortable with being a little bit uncomfortable, and then we just raise it up from there. Takes mm-hmm. a little bit of time, but if, if we're if we're all pulling the wagon, that would be so cliche. But if we're all pulling the wagon in the same direction, it's a whole lot easier to get someplace. No, that's a fact. I love it. Um, great sound advice, um, Walter. So if somebody wants more, if they're listening to this and they want more information on uh, Sales QP or Sales QB Detroit, um, what's the best route for them to get in touch with yourself or the company? Um, I think there's there's two simple ways. They can go to my LinkedIn page and just put in Walter Crosby in LinkedIn. They'll find me. Um, my website is fairly easy to find, waltercrosby.com. Um, there's a lot of information in there. There's things, there's tools that people can try to 
to start to start to analyze their own business and compare themselves with other people in their industry. Um, and then, you know, my contact information is in all those places. All right. Well, hey, Walter, I really appreciate you uh, coming on the show today and sharing uh, tips for the uh, young uh, and, uh, and veteran salespeople out there and business people. And thank you for sharing more about uh, Sales QB Detroit. Uh, definitely to the listeners, go check out what Walter's up to. Um, and as always, I appreciate you uh, tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if this is your first time listening. Um, and uh, leave me a review. Do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. Really appreciate it. And uh, thank you again, Walter. Thanks for coming on the show.